Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. In today's episode, well, we're wishing little Ricky Stratton a happy 13th birthday. He is officially a teenager. In Season 2, Episode 8, entitled Happy Birthday, which aired on December 10th, 1983. We are getting towards the very end of 1983 and soon to welcome 1984. It's Ricky's 13th birthday and his first with his father. After first thinking his dad has forgotten his birthday, he wishes for the impossible, which is for Kate, his dad, and his grandfather to all get along. Interesting how he includes Kate in that theory. I mean, Ricky, come on. I mean, you're great. Your dad and your grandfather, they're, they're trying. They're trying. They have a little bit of setbacks here and there. Which, I mean, I can understand where Kate would have a smidge of resentment towards you know, uh, Mr. Stratton, because he was trying to weasel in to her and Edward's relationship by offering her a position in, like, California to try to get her away from Edward and then marry Edward off to, like, some heiress or something to that effect. So I wouldn't really want much to do with him, but then again... If you're going to be married to Edward and down the line, Kate, you're going to have to deal with your soon-to-be father-in-law. That's just that's how it goes. This episode's got a 7.3 out of 10 rating on IMDb based on 17 ratings. It is directed, as always, by Jack Shea. And writers and creators, David W. Dicklin, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy... Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, and Martin Cohen, and it says written by Stephen Pritzker. Alright. Ooh, we got some connections. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Edward whistles Whistle While You Work, then mentions Grumpy. The Waltons, mentioned by Ricky. <laughs> oh, we got soundtracks here. Oh, okay. Uh, performed by Aaron Gray and Joel Higgins. It's a duet on Whistle While You Work. So, as you've heard in the last episode, I'm doing things a little different. I'm doing the intro podcast theme after I go through all the preliminaries of talking about what the episode's about, letting you guys know where you can follow along with the podcast, which is Facebook Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, or Instagram at... Silver Spoons Podcast. You can email the podcast at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. If you've been listening for a while, you enjoy the podcast, go to iTunes to Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. That's where you'll find the Silver Spoons Podcast and leave a rating and review. So early on, you know, I just kind of like to mention what I'm doing, what I'm up to. Trying to work through my reading slump, and I think I'm getting there. I'm reading a library book, and it's going pretty good. I'll talk about this book real quick. I first saw this book on Audible, but the thing is, it's really... The book's got to have a good narrator. A good narrator. That is the make it or break it for audiobooks for me. If it doesn't have a good narrator... I'm not going to get the book. I'll probably read it in physical form. That's how it worked for this book, which I'm 
almost halfway through. I started reading it, I think it was yesterday or Sunday. It's called No Fixed Address or Address by Susan, it's S-U-S-I-N, Nielsen. And this book actually, I think, came out last fall. And what's interesting about this book, I mean, it's a middle grade book, but what's interesting is it's set in Canada. I don't think I've ever read a book where a character is from Canada. And I think that is really, really cool. So let's see if I can. 12 and three quarter year old Felix Knutson has a knack for trivia. His favorite game show is Who, What, Where, When. He even named his gerbil after the host, Horatio, which I think is a cool name. Felix's mom, Astrid, is loving but can't seem to hold on to a job. So when they get evicted from their latest shabby apartment, they have to move into a van. So this book deals with homelessness. Which I don't think there are many books out there that deal with such a important topic. That there are many people out there that face face that. So it's it's interesting to get an inside look to that. And being it's middle grade, this is a great way to open the eyes of, you know, young kids, you know, ages eight through like thirteen or whatever, to open their eyes and see like. Not every every kid out there has a, a house with, you know, their own bed and a, you know, a bat, you know, things that, you know, people like, you know, us kind of take for granted, you know? But, <clears throat> excuse me. Astrid swears him to secrecy. He can't tell anyone about their living arrangement. Not even Dylan and Winnie, his best friends at his new school. If he does, she warns him he'll be taken away from her and put in foster care. As their circumstances go from bad to worse, Felix gets a chance to audition for a a junior edition of Who, What, Where, When, and he's determined to earn a spot on the show. Winning the cash prize <clears throat> could make everything okay again, but things don't turn out the way he suspects. Susan Nielsen deftly combines humor, heartbreak, and hope in this moving story about people who slip through the cracks in society and about the power of friendship and community to make all the difference. This book, guys, this is an amazing book. I really, really, I'm liking it. And it feels like I've been in a book slump since, I say since 2019 started. It just seems like I was trying to read multiple books. It's like, you're reading books that are either just okay or they're not really hitting you in the feels. They're not really leaving an impact on you, which I understand not every single book I read is going to have that effect on me, but it definitely... I want a book that's going to leave a lasting impression, that's going to make me think about it after I close the cover. So I think this book is kind of hopefully helping me out of that. You know, Sunday I took some books to, to Schuler's. I got like $21 credit. And I spent literally two hours, two hours, almost probably maybe two and a half hours, going between the middle grade section and the YA section of Schuler's. Back and forth, back and forth. Constantly 
you know, I could get, if I get the middle grade book, I can maybe get close to three books because they're like only like seven, eight dollars. Or if I get the paperback YA, I can get maybe a couple. But even that, it's just, I'm picking up books and like reading the synopsis like this, they're not getting, grabbing me. And to the point where I kind of even realize it's like, I have so many books. I need to really start reading them. Some of books that are most likely been on my shelves or they're now sitting in plastic containers that have been on my shelves for probably at least two years or more, literally. And that said, I mean, I guess I could call myself a book hoarder. I mean, but it's just, I really, I need to do that. But um, I also want to give a shout out to you listeners. So I'm going to start doing that at the front of the show so that way sometimes... It's towards the end of me covering an episode, and I'm like, oh, goodbye. Everyone's like, oh, no, I didn't give you guys a shout-out, so I want to do that. All right, we have Elmhurst, Illinois, Farmington, Missouri, Los Angeles, California, Reno, Nevada, Portage, Wisconsin, Keswick, Canada. I apologize if I mispronounced that name. Racine, R-A-C-I-N-E, Wisconsin, Wilmington, Ohio, Fairmont, West Virginia, Bradenton, Florida, New York, New York, and Germantown, Tennessee. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys are really enjoying it, because I really enjoy doing this. So other than the things I mentioned, not really a whole lot has happened between Sunday and today. I mean, I went back to work. My feet are sore. <laughs> um, that, that's about it. Um, I've been going to Planet Fitness. I renewed my membership for that. Just trying to focus on that kind of stuff. My food intake and trying to get back into to losing weight, which I definitely need to do. So that, that's about it. Jeremy and I are going to see the live-action Dumbo movie, which... I watched the cartoon over the weekend. I'm like, okay, I want to rewatch it. Which, Dumbo is only like an hour long. It's like 62 minutes with credits. And Jeremy told me, he's like, well, the new Dumbo is going to be like twice as long as the original. I'm like, really? And I've seen the trailers. It looks so good. and ama- Dumbo looks amazing. That CGI just absolutely beautiful. There are a couple movies coming out in April, early April, I want to say. I figure I'll see the remake of Pet Cemetery. I mean, the trailer makes it look kind of like, the John Lithgow, you are no Fred Gwynn. You are no um, Judd Crandall. So, but I'll give it a shot. And maybe you'll get a teaser for uh, It Chapter 2 that comes out in the fall. A little teaser. Not a, I'm not expecting a full trailer. Just give me something. Um, the Best of Enemies, I think it's called, also comes out in early April, which I've been waiting to see that one. It's got Taraj P. Henson, who's on Empire, and Sam Rockwell. It deals with, I think it's like the late 50s, I think maybe the 60s, dealing with segregation. And... Uh, Two people kind of coming together. You know, let me get the synopsis here. All right, it's The Best of Enemies. Comes out April 5th. Civil rights activist Anne Atwater faces off against C.P. Ellis, exalted Cyclops. What? 
of the Ku Klux Klan in 1971, Durham, North Carolina, over the issue of school segregation. 1971. I was way off. I was like, late 50s, 60s? No, it's 1971. So I'm looking forward to seeing um, this movie. I really like period pieces. I'm really into history in, in, in that regard and stuff like that, so. Alright, guys, let's get into Happy Birthday. Mrs. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. Here we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Hoping to find we're two of a kind. Make it a go, make it grow together. We're gonna find our way. So we come out of the intro. Ricky's in the living room pacing, complaining to Phoebe about like I don't believe this, Phoebe. How can my dad forget my birthday? And Phoebe puts a giant gold hand on Ricky's shoulder and says, maybe your father has a poor memory bank or something. And I'm looking outside on the patio. It's pitch dark outside. Ricky, what time is it in the morning? Is it 6 a.m.? <laughs> maybe your dad's not up yet. Of course, is this a weekend? Is this during the school week? I don't know. See, I'm lucky. My birthday is on August 24th. I've only had to go to school once on my birthday, and that was my sophomore year of high school, my junior year of high school, I think. Because, I mean, when I started, like, first grade, we always went back after Labor Day, and then eventually it started going, like, oh, you're going back to the 30th, the 29th, the 28th, the 26th, the 25th. Uh, one time, I think I did go back, like, on the day after my birthday. It's like, it kept getting, like, closer and close. Like, what? Just, and then eventually, uh, I think it was once I got out of high school, they started doing the after Labor Day. Which, I mean, come on, yeah. Why would you, why would you go before? People have vacation, you know, things they want to do with their families and stuff like that, but. So, Ricky's like, it's not just any birthday, Foob. This is the first birthday with my dad. At first I thought, it's not any birthday. It's my 13th birthday. I'm officially a teenager today. But as soon as Ricky says that, toot toot goes the train horn as we get Edward coming in on the train. Oh, and you thought that he forgot your birthday. Come on, Ricky. This is your dad talking. Well, no, it's, well, come on, your dad's not going to forget your first birthday, your first birthday with him. Come on, he's not going to, he's not going to forget it. As he screams, Edward screams just outside the patio on the, the train track, happy birthday! Like, yes! Oh, Ricky, 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 come on, you got to have a little more faith in your dad. I don't believe this, Fooby. How can my dad forget my birthday? What can I say? Perhaps the poor human has defective memory banks. <laughs> it's not just any birthday, Foob. It's my very first birthday with my dad. Happy birthday!
I needed that. Happy birthday, bud. Thanks. <laughs> Appropriate greetings and felicitations. You don't have to get all mushy now. By the way, nice hat. Thank you. Happy birthday, Richard. Thanks, Dexter. Well, can I blow out my candles? Don't worry. Whoa, ho, ho, ho. First, I want to give you your birthday card. <clears throat> Son, 13 years ago today, your life began. A little less than a year ago, you came to live with me. And my life began. I love you very much. Me too, Dad. Hey. <sighs> Fool me a drum roll, if you please. So we got Edward at the front of the train. We got Kate who's holding this giant cake. We got Dexter. And on the end of the train, we got Grandfather. The sourpuss face. It's Edward and Kate are all, they're singing happy birthday. They got 13 candles on that cake. This has got to be a weekend, right? Because they wouldn't be doing this all before he goes to school. Wait. Wait a minute. What time of day is this? Is this the evening? Because Ricky's like, I can't believe my dad forgot my birthday. So did, did Edward spend the whole day like, I don't know what today is. It's a Tuesday. Or it's a Saturday. Nothing important happened today. I, I'm just kind of wondering that. It's got to be, it looks like it's like nighttime outside. So, of course, uh, Phoebe ha needs a little, uh, smack to the chest there. He's like, to you, to you. And then Ricky kind of smacks him on, uh, the, the front of the machine there. And Phoebe's like, oh, thank you, I needed that. So, Kate and Ricky do the shimmy, shimmy. Ah, I'm side to side. Ah, give me a hug. It's your birthday. And Grandfather's there. They're all wearing birthday hats. And Ricky's like, oh, Grandfather, nice hat. And uh, Grandfather Stratton, like, lifts his his little birthday party hat up. And like, yep, thanks. <laughs> and Dexter's there. Like, happy birthday, Richard. So Ricky is ready to, like, get to that cake and, like, blow out his candles and make his wish. Of course, Edward's got to, you know... You know Pull Ricky aside, like, oh, no, 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 not yet. I gotta give you your, as he says, it's a birthday card, but it's just words of uh, endearment that he has for Ricky. And he says, 13 years your life began. One year ago, almost a year ago, you came to live with me and my life began. I love you, son. And Ricky's like, I love you too, dad. Oh, it's sweet. I wonder what that long package is on the train. I'm excited to find out. So Edward has Fooby do a little drum roll as Edward presses a button and the curtains part. And we all face the patio area. And there's this 
fireworks explosion. At one point, I thought the grass was on fire. Like, oh my god, it's a fire! Oh my... No. It's a fireworks display with Happy Birthday Ricky written on the lawn. That is really, really cool and also kind of dangerous. And Kate, Dexter, and, and Grandfather all look... I mean, Kate and Dexter are like, oh, wow, this is so great. And Grandfather, well, he's pretty much just like, wow, um, I'm... Grandfather's got a concerned look on his face like, oh my gosh, that is gonna create a lot of damage to that uh, grass over there. <laughs> so you can barely hear Ricky saying, that's great, Dad, that's really great, over the applause of, like, the audience and stuff like that. So that was his birthday, the finishing touch on the birthday card was the letters spelled out in the grass. And Grandfather's like, oh, I am very impressed, Edward, that you can spell. Or your spelling is correct. So it seems like Grandfather's poking the bear here. It's like Edward's doing something nice for his son. Now you think like his dad is going to cry and congratulate good move on you. I'm happy that you did that for your son. But no, he's like, ah, oh, I'm surprised you can spell. You did good. But it just seems like he's getting a, a little, uh, He's, he's poking the bear a little bit. Like, you're gonna set him off, guys. Come on, this was good so far. Let's not make this into an argument or a fight or, gee, Dad, you never did this for me when I was my son's age and this and that. Like, we don't need that right now. And that looks like that's where this is headed. And poor Dexter is probably gonna have to play referee because he's right there in the middle of it, in the crosshairs, in the crossfire. Yeah, Dexter is trying to break it up. Then we cut over to Kate and Ricky. Ricky's upset. Like, hey, this is my birthday. My dad and grandfather won't stop bickering. I thought, you know, they could set it aside for at least this day. You know, give it a break. Dexter goes so far as to, like, make a joke about what Richard Nixon and some other ex-president in an elevator together. What is Fooby gonna do here? Cause uh, <laughs> Kate says this term that Ricky just kind of like what? She says your father and grandfather won't fight as long as we're like a couple of chuckle puppies, and she proceeds to do the <laughs> and Ricky just kind of mutters to himself like chuckle puppies. Why? Where did you come up with that? Uh, we got Fooby here, who's also he's. Doing a little pokey poke to grandfather. And it was a squeak, 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 squeak sound. And grandfather turns on Fooby and says, You keep pestering me. I'm going to remove your insides, fill them with sardines, and sell you as the world's largest tin can. Thanks, Dad. That was the best birthday card I've ever got. Well, let's just say I cared enough to set off the very best. <laughs> I am deeply impressed. Was it my creativity? No, your spelling. It is correct. <laughs> right, Father. Gentlemen, gentlemen, let's keep this a festive occasion. <laughs> Let me share a little anecdote with you. It seems that Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford got into an elevator together. Kate, the party's just begun. My grandfather and father are fighting already. It's my first birthday with them. I want everyone to get along. I'll tell you what, they won't fight as long as you and I remain a couple of chuckle puppies. <laughs> hey, 
May I shall remove your insides, fill you with sardines, and sell you as the largest tin can in the world. <laughs> Sorry. Thirteen candles, son. You're now officially a teenager. Yeah. From here on out, the living's fast. <laughs> All right, here goes. Okay. Don't forget. Make a wish. Like quickly like, puts a hand over Ricky's mouth to remind him, like, oh wait, 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 you gotta make a wish. And Ricky's like, okay, I got it. <sighs> he blows out the candles. <laughs> I love how he says, like, well, Edward tells him, like, you're 13 today, officially a teenager. And Ricky's like, yep. At this point, I'm living fast. Like, I I don't get that, but. Well, hopefully it can only go up from here, right? <laughs> well, we know Ricky isn't going to be one of those sullen teenagers. You know, the angsty kind. Alright, time for presents. Okay, he's going to open this big one. I've been wondering what's inside here. Oh my gosh, he's got a Blu-ray! <laughs> no, it's not a Blu-ray. <laughs> this is 1983. Because he picks up... That must be from Dexter or Grandfather? He says to Richard, he reads the card, so. Oh, it's, uh, the card, as Ricky reads it, is from Dexter's, Dexter and Associates Law Firm. Oh, apparently the gift is a business deduction, as Dexter points out. Well, what is it? Open it! Oh, it's a book! Okay. 101 uses for a dead cat. Whoa, whoa, what? Is that a thing? I remember those weird, dirty joke books. I don't rem I want to see if that's an actual book. Apparently, it is a book because I looked it up, and it's- The book itself is purple, and I believe that's what Ricky is holding. Apparently, it was a bestseller back in the day. Oh, Kate, that's right, because Kate has a cat! As she looks at Dexter, because Dexter's like, Oh, when I picked it out, I was laughing hysterically. And Kate, of course, is like, I think that book is in horrible taste. You know, she has a cat. I have a cat. Who writes books like that? That's terrible. Cat haters. I'll try this one. <laughs> to Richard, from the accounting firm of Stuffins, O'Hara, Mobutu, and Schwartz. <laughs> a company tag? Well, technically, this is a business deduction. It's quite <laughs> Hey, look! A book! 101 uses for a dead cat. I sat through it in the store and actually laughed audibly. I think that book is in terrible taste. I have a cat. Her name is Fluffy. Well, don't let Fluffy read it. Dexter! Kate! Chuckle puppies! <laughs> Oh, why don't you open my gift next? Right. Come on, here we go. This one? Mm -hmm. Oh, she got him the big one. Okay, both him and... The adorable, intelligent, and compassionate Ricky. Kate, this is embarrassing. It is? Yeah. He looks so handsome. 
<laughs> what is it, son? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What is it? Oh, wow. Congratulations, you struck wow. It's a radio-controlled airplane. Oh, wow. It's mine. Thanks, Kate. Oh, Thank you're you. welcome, Rick. So, yeah, Kate goes on, like, I have a cat. Her name is Fluffy. And Dexter's like, well, don't let Fluffy read the book. <laughs> and, and, and Kate's con- trying to c- continue. She's so outraged. And Ricky has to remind her, like, hey, Kate, remember Chuckle Puppies? <laughs> and she's like, oh, right, right. And she's like, oh, open my next. And I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, hers is the, the big one is from Kate. And he's like, oh, it's a remote control airplane. But when he opens it, it just looks like red painted styrofoam. It doesn't, I mean, it really doesn't look like what I would think with a remote control. But then again, it's 1983. It probably isn't going to be hugely flashy. What did Edward get? I mean, Ricky was so jazzed when he opened. I thought originally it was going to be from Kate and Edward, but it's just from Kate. And I love what she wrote in the card about him, you know, being intelligent and and sweet and adorable. And he's like, oh, Kate, you left out uh, handsome. <laughs> well, eh, she's not going to go that far. Looks like Grandfather got Ricky a briefcase. Edward is really also jazzed about Ricky's gift as he takes it right out of Ricky's hands. Like, oh, wow, sweet. And Ricky's like, Dad, Dad, no, this is this is my gift, remember? It's, it's my birthday. Mine. <laughs> you can wait till Father's Day. And we'll get you something cool. <laughs> what a great idea for a package. A briefcase. It's the gift. Is the briefcase. Oh, I get to keep the briefcase? That's really great. Yeah, it's great. Wait till the other guys see this. There's Rick and his briefcase. This is so much more practical than that dumb old skateboard I showed you. That was on sale last week. Very few traffic accidents are linked with briefcases. <laughs> All right, time for my present, son. Jenkins! <laughs> he gets a butler? <laughs> oh, wow. It's I've never manhole. Heard of manhole. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, gee. Two wows and a G. <laughs> They are habit-forming and lead to arrested development. (laughs) Meaning, I suppose, that I never grew up. Beautifully stated. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. It's starting. The king has once again publicly declared his son to be a royal disappointment. Uh, uh, I I have to run. Jackie was throwing a supper party and she always has the best baklava. (laughs) Goodbye, Richard. Thanks. Goodbye, sir. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, Ricky's not that thrilled with the fact that he got a briefcase. At first, he's like, oh, let me guess. The gift is inside the briefcase. And his grandfather's like, no, it's, the briefcase is actually the gift. And Ricky's like, oh, great. Yeah, you know, uh, this is so much better than, you know, that skateboard I showed you that was on sale, you know, like last week when I showed you when we were in the store together. And I pointed out, grandfather, I would love this as a gift. Remember that. But, yeah, you got me a briefcase. Thanks. <sighs> so, Edward has Jenkins, who is also the chauffeur. He's the butler. He does it all, apparently. Brings out Ricky's gift, which is Manholes. It's an arcade game. I've, I don't play video games, really, so this is news to me. So, I looked it up. It says Manhole by Nintendo, copyright 1981. So, is that, like... Just manholes as a play on the game manhole. Of course, Grandfather Stratton cannot keep his mouth shut. He's always got to put his digs in there. Like, oh, Richard, you don't need to be playing with uh, a video game. Look at your father. And Edward jumps in there like, oh, here we go. You're starting with how I'm such a disappointment, how I never grew up. It's like, he's not... He might say offhanded comments, but then, Edward, you jump in there accusing him of relating this stuff that he's throwing out that's directed at you, when, in fact, it probably really isn't. But then again, it's Grandfather Stratton, so, of course, all these little quips and digs are strictly aimed at Edward through Ricky. So, of course, Ricky jumps in there between his dad and grandfather, like, hey, let's go have some cake. So, Edward's like, or father, I'd prefer it if you just withhold your comments, keep them to yourself. And that just proves um, grandfather's point that Edward can't keep, he keeps... Basically, it's like you keep reacting to everything that comes out of my mouth and you're turning around and throwing it at me. So that just proves that you're still not a mature man. As Ricky comes in, blows the noisemaker right in his dad's ear. Like, shut up. Let's have cake. Cake. So Ricky's like, I'm going to tell you the wish that I decided when I blew up my candles. I want one night of where neither of you argue with each other. Just one night. That is not a lot to ask. So Ricky puts a hand on either shoulder of his fa- his dad and his grandpa. And he's like, hey, are you guys going to fight and tear each other apart? Or are you going to help a kid celebrate his 13th birthday? Make it the best day ever. So Edward and grandfather turn away from each other. Edward's like, well, ask him, not me. And grandfather's like, well, he started it. My guess is Kate's going to pull Edward over and say, you need to knock this off for the sake of your son. Yeah, Kate's going to have a word with Edward. Like, you got to seriously stop this for your son's sake. This is not fair to him. Oh, it's, it's manhole. That's what it says, manhole. That is a manholes. But no, that's what Ricky called manholes. Like, no, it's just manhole. So it is an actual game. I'm going to play this clip as I bet that Kate is really going to lay into Edward like this isn't fair to your son this is his first birthday with you and this is how he's going to remember it is his dad and grandfather screaming at each other real nice 
Edward, Ricky wants us all to get along. I know, Kate, but my father... Now I understand your father gets you crazy. But there are ways to manage that anger. For instance? Well, one way is to take a nice deep breath from the diaphragm. Kate, I don't think that's going to work for me. Although it looks great on you. Well, if that doesn't work, then the next step is you just smile politely, say I'll be right back, and then just walk away. I don't know. What else you got? Well, if that isn't enough, then you whistle. You can't walk, whistle, and be angry at the same time. Now, come on, try it. such up guys so Kate kind of has Edward run through a couple breathing exercises like breathe in deep from the diaphragm let that anger out Edward's like well Kate you know I don't think that's going to work for me but you know what it looks great on you and she's like okay uh, bad example how about um, whistling walking and whistling at the same time you can't be angry and walk and whistle at the same time right as she demonstrates by walking in a circle whistling hi ho hi ho the the hi ho song from snow white and the seven dwarfs and she's like all right you you try it and he's like okay he does it he's like huh you know this actually kind of does work I thought, when I looked up the soundtrack and it said that, I thought they were singing. I didn't know they were going to whistle the tune, but okay. So now in the living room, Grandfather is pretty much trying to say, I'm all innocent in this, it's all your dad. He just reacts negatively to anything that comes out of my mouth, even though it's not always completely directed right at him. I'm going to play this clip. Believe me, Richard, it is not my intention to insult your butt. In fact, I am trying to help him by pointing out those areas in which his behavior can be improved. He should emerge from this process a better man. Better? Meaning more like you? God willing, yes. <laughs> Ricky! Son, I've, I've decided to try to honor your request. I'm going to do everything in my power to get along with him. As will I with him. I just hope he doesn't muck it up. See, technically, Grandfather, that's already a violation of the deal. I agree. And I apologize. Oh. That's okay. No big deal. Good, good. That's the way. Now let's um. Now let's all shake on it. Okay. Okay. Come on, you too, Kate. <laughs> this is 
is going to be the best birthday of my life. So Edward and Kate come out of the library. Edward says, look, son, I'll try to honor, honor your request. Uh, before that, Ricky and his grandfather are just talking about ways that grandfather can improve on when he talks to Edward. Don't point out his... The, the areas where he's lacking and where he can improve and stuff like that. And Edward comes out says, son, I'll try to honor your request. And grandfather makes a comment about, well, let's hope you don't muddle it up. Ricky's like, grandfather, you just violated this agreement. Luckily, grandfather apologizes to Edward and Ricky's like, all right, now that we're in agreement, we're all going to work to make this the best birthday I've ever had. Let's shake on it. And Kate, Edward, grandfather, and Ricky all put their hands in like they're like one for all and all for one. Cause Ed, Ricky's like, let's shake. That's not a shake, buddy. That's a, here, let's all put our hands on top of each other and then throw them up like, yay! Like, like that kind of, that's what you do when you put your hands, like, sandwich style on top of each other. Then you throw them up and, yeah, let's, all for one and one for all. Like, we're all, like, doing this thing or, or something. I don't, I don't know. They could, like, all get in a circle and, like, grab each other's hands and shake simultaneously. I don't know. Um, I gotta say, this episode is kind of lacking. I mean, other than he got a couple cool gifts and all that, but now we're just sitting around the living room, around the coffee table, and Ricky and Grandfather are figuring out Ricky's remote. This does not look like a remote control airplane at all. It looks like two pieces of styrofoam that were spray painted red. The one piece Ricky's holding has some propeller. It just really doesn't. Why did they take it apart? Uh, Edward's trying to focus on reading the newspaper and just ignoring his dad. Kate is sitting there eating cake and I'm just like... I don't know. This this episode's sorely lacking. I mean, it's, this is an issue. We've already faced this issue in other episodes. Grandfather Stratton back in early season one. And other episodes where Edward and his father are arguing with each other. Honor thy father. There's another. It's like... And we already had a party in the Menudo episode. So... They really, why couldn't they have written something a little better? I mean, we do get an, an episode in a few seasons later where Ricky is celebrating his 16th birthday, which, believe me, I've seen that episode a long time ago in reruns. That was a better episode than this. This is just not that great. <laughs> I, I'm really, I'm not rating it 3 out of 5 at this point. I'm rating it a 2 because this is just... It's kind of boring. <laughs> and I always say that because, like I said, we've seen this before. This is nothing new. And Ricky's all jazzed. Like, oh, wow, look at us. Is this great or what? You guys aren't even conversing with each other. You're basically in the same room in close proximity, but you're basically ignoring each other. But Ricky is 
just taking whatever breadcrumbs he can get from this situation and say, see, we're making progress. We're not talking to each other, but we're not fighting. They may as well be in different rooms of the house as much impact as this really is, or is really having. Did everyone already have a piece of cake, or is Kate the only one that's enjoying that cake? She's got like two slices on that plate, which... Sugar rush. Ooh, cake is so yummy. Whenever Jeremy makes my birthday cake, seriously, I have a, <laughs> I have a piece for breakfast for like a week until the cake is gone. That is my thing. Mm. That's what I do. I've been doing it for years. I don't think I'll ever stop doing that. So, I'm going to talk about some of my memorable birthdays. Um, the last one I can remember, when I was a kid, when my mom was there, I, I can't remember whether I was like maybe five or six years old, but it was like held in our basement, and uh, I think, was that the year I got a Magna Doodle? I think I got a Magna Doodle that year. I remember because my mom had it in the car on the way home. And I, of course, was looking at it. And she's like, oh, that's for some other kid's birthday. Um, but the party was pretty cool. One of the, <laughs> these games that it just sounds so weird now thinking of, and people even kind of raise an eyebrow when I mention. It was a game where it was like one of those glass mixing bowls and you put like cotton balls in it with glue on it and you're supposed to put your face in there like however many like when you pull your face out how many cotton balls are sticking to your face like I guess that's the goal or something but a cousin of mine was just so f frightened of she didn't want to do it but um so that's all I really remember from that birthday I, it was either my ninth or my tenth birthday. What was it? Um, where my grandma and my aunt, my birthdays from age eight until maybe ten, eleven or so, were always usually held at um, my my aunt's house and my 10th birthday I think is the one where both my aunt and my grandma made me a birthday cake. Now I don't know whether it was like they're competing for my affection or what was going on, but of course dilemma whose cake do you have for whose cake do you have a piece of first? It's like I knew in my mind even then it's like if I take one cake over the other, someone's feelings is going to be hurt. So I went one better and I was like, I want one of each. That was the best way like that I can think of. Um when I was eight, that would have been the first birthday I had living at um my Aunt Debbie and Uncle Dwayne's house. And <laughs> my dad had got me the Little Mermaid movie on VHS. So this would have been um, August of 1990. And the movie had come out in theaters in like December of 89 or something. And we went and saw my mom who was, my Aunt Debbie took me and her kids to go see my mom for my birthday. And my mom ended up getting me also the Little Mermaid movie. My little cousin John was like, oh, she already has that. Of course, it's like, shut up. 
<laughs> so what my dad did is he took his movie back. He returned it. And I was looking through um, the little mini booklet that came in the VHS of other Disney movies that were out on VHS. And I was going to go with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But my cousins were like, no, no, go with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Because we've seen it and it's really good. So that's the one that I went with. And then this was back when, you know, I was living during the week with my aunt and uncle. On the weekends, I would go home and stay with my dad. Sunday night, I come back over to my aunt and uncle's house for the week. And I was, and the movie was at my dad's house. So when I come in there, Nicole, my older sister, is watching the movie. It's already at the halfway point. And I'm just like, I haven't even watched it yet. What the heck? She did the same thing. I think when I was like 10, when I had gotten um, the movie Hook, she actually blabbed to me that that's the movie that my dad had gotten me. So, of course, I get home for the weekend, and Nicole's already playing the movie, and it's, like, more than halfway through it. I'm like, so she gets to watch my gift before I get a chance to watch it. Um, what's the other, um, Homer Bound. When that one came out on VHS, um, there is a commercial where, a contest where if you wrote in and said who your favorite character was of Shadow, Chance, or Sassy, you could write in if your name's chosen, you get a VHS copy. And my grandmother, Grandma, go get a piece of paper to write down the address. It's one of those blinking you miss it P.O. Box type addresses where it's like the commercial, like, as soon as you get something to write the address on. And um, my grandma's like, well, if you don't get it for your birthday, I'll go out and get it for you. And sure enough, my sister, come where I was at the farm, and my sister comes up, and she has the movie, like, for me. And I'm like, aww. So those are some of my uh, birthday, my happy birthdays. Usually, I always only ever got a movie either on my birthday in August or around Christmas time. I maybe got a couple movies, so... Yeah. But I'm going to play this clip here. Look at us. Is this great or what? Grandfather, father, son, and Kate. <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. All of us getting along, just happy to be together. You know, for the first time in my life, I feel like one of the Waltons. <laughs> Did you have me a fuselage, Rick Boy? <laughs> sure thing, Dad Bob. You know, happiness was pretty much par for the course in the Summers family. Really? Yeah. We had an old clapboard house with a little white picket fence on Apple Tree Lane. You had apple trees? Oh, hundreds of them. We used to share them with our neighbors. Oh, <laughs> Dale and Dode Soddy. <laughs> Every fall, Grams would always bake the very best apple pies. And believe you me, there is nothing like a hot slice of homemade pie and a tall glass of ice-cold milk. <sighs> Graham and Gramps. <laughs> Mother, 
<clears throat> Would you hand me the main landing gear? I need to pre-thread a screw before I attach it. Yes. But may I point out to you that the work has already been done. Oh. Thanks. That's a big help. All right, then I'll just, uh, let's see, assemble the rudder. Where is it? one of the Waltons and <laughs> I like how uh, Edward calls uh, Ricky like uh, Rick boy or Ricky boy or something like that and then I don't know what the father's name was on the Waltons but uh, I think Ricky like calls Edward like Ed Bob or something like that this of course leads Kate into talking about her grandparents' house that has an apple orchard, and uh, they lived on Apple Tree Lane. They had a white picket fence, clapboard house. Sounds like they kind of lived just outside the city. And she would say how her grandma would make the best apple pie with a big, tall glass of ice-cold milk. And then Kate also brings up... Um, the two swans that she had, um, what are their names? <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, you had apple trees? And she's like, yeah, we shared them with our neighbors, Dale and Dodd Soddy. And, but, oh, Rick 
Edward and Grandfather just look at Kate like, what in the world kind of names are those? I mean, I get Dale, but Dodd? What's that for? short for? Dodley? As Kate's talking about how when the father-grandmother would make one of the best apple pies, we cut to Grandfather Stratton, who's just really interested and riveted by the storytelling that Kate is just project projecting this this vision of apple pies and being out in the country and an apple orchard and then also now we get to the swans. So Edward and his father are working on putting eventually this thing's gonna look like a remote control uh, airplane but for right now it's just like in bits and pieces. Edward's like, Father, can you hand me the thing? I gotta re-thread the screw. And apparently Grandfather's already done that, and then Edward's like, alright, well, can you hand me this, the rudder, because I need to attach it. And Grandfather's already done that. Uh, Edward's getting a little, he's getting a little irritated. Like, well, gee, is there anything I can do, like, so I can glue it together? And this leads his father to start laughing which surprise surprise this man it's like he's never laughed a day in his life but it looked good on him um as he recalls the time that edward like broke a swan like a swan statue and he w wanted to edward was a kid at the point and he wanted to fix it but he the way that he glued it on backwards. Of course, his father was going to figure it out. So Edward had to have been a young kid at this point. Like, maybe between the ages of five and eight years old. Because anytime after the age of eight, you're going to know the head of a swan is not turned backwards. Unless it's grooming itself. So it looks like Edward and his father are going to get into it again. Where Ricky jumps and like, hey, Kate, remember when you said your grandmother gave you two large swans? She's like, oh yes, you'll never guess what I named them. And Grandfather jumps in with, let me guess, Dale and Dode Swarry. Or Swanee or something like that. She's like, no. Snuggles and Ruffles. They're kind of cute. I get the Ruffles part because of the swan's like feathers. And how they're kind of roughly looking in the back. I get maybe one was a snuggler. I don't know. I've never held a swan. I don't know what that's like. I'm sure they're... Aren't they known for being semi-aggressive? They just kind of like to do their own thing, maybe? I could be thinking of a, a of a goose, though. That could be... I don't know. They're cute to look at the swans on the lake. I like that. And Kate mentions how when she and her grandma would be in their paddle boat, the little ruffles and snuggles would be out behind, pa paddling behind the boat. And Edward is like, gee, Kate, that's really nice. As in, ugh. More like, your story sucks. I know what you're trying to do and prolong this big fight that I want to have with my father. Well, her stories just sound, as cute as they sound, they also give a too sappy. It's sappy and syrupy and like your life was perfect type of feel. Almost like he resents Kate for having a better childhood than he... That's where this feels like it's going. Like, Edward is so resentful of how his father treats his son 
better than Edward was treated growing up. And then also Kate's stories about the apple pie and the clapboard house and the swans. Like, wow, Kate, that's great that you had a, such a wonderful childhood. Like, what the heck, man? She's sharing a story. It's better than hearing you and your dad bicker. I mean, I'm guessing that Edward must get some semi-enjoyment of just bickering with his dad. Like, it just seems like every word that comes out of his dad's mouth is not always going to be directed at Edward. But Edward will find some little thread to pull on and use that. Like, oh, you mean blah, blah. Like, ugh. It's really infuriating. Sounds like someone needs a slap to the back of the head. Oh, because Kate had her pet swans, Edward is... Well, Kate mentions, like, oh, Edward, did you have a pet or a dog or something growing up? And he's like, no, Kate. What was it? Slobbered or something like that? Slabber? Who was a... Uh, it was basically an attack dog for or a dog to protect their property or something like that. How the dog only really was loyal to Edward's father and would just bite Edward. And then his father comes back with, I told you not to make funny faces at the dog. Don't stare at him weirdly and he won't attack you. I thought he was going to say, I told you not to look the dog in the eye. They think that's a challenge. Isn't that true, though? You're not supposed to look a dog in the eye because they'll think you're challenging them and that will set them off. Slabber. That was the dog's name. So I'm going to play this clip. Edward has clearly had enough. And quite frankly, I've kind of had enough. I'm just about done here with it. This is too, too much. We spend the whole episode dealing with them arguing. Ricky and Kate trying to keep them from arguing. And it just, it's really... This was a poorly constructed episode. It could have been so much better. moment as he gets up from the couch walks over to the patio windows takes some deep breaths and I notice he's got like a little like smudge of white on his 
light blue shirt. Like, what is that? He sits down. The moment Edward sits back down on the couch, Grandfather's like, oh, Edward, you've messed yourself on, on your shirt there. You got a little, you spilled all over yourself. Of course, Edward, boom, pops right up. He's like, excuse me for a minute, as he goes to the library, whistling angrily and unclenching and unclenching his hands like of course Kate takes this opportunity to help see if she can calm him down Edward's like you know what Kate you were wrong apparently you can walk whistle and be angry at the same time and Kate makes a revelation or not a revelation but words of wisdom from her grams and she's like see my grandma's my Graham says the optimist finds the donut and the pessimist finds the the hole or something like that. And Edward's just looking at her like, you know what, Kate? Your Grahams, your apple pie, and your grandpa can take a flying leap into a nice ice cold glass of milk. And he walks back out into the living room as Kate is standing there really breathing angrily through her nose. (laughs) Like, I thought she was going to wail on him, like, yell at him. Like, how dare you? Oh, no. He, um, all this fueled rage. Edward takes all of that and goes back into the living room. He's probably going to say, Father, you need to go home. This is done. Birthday party is over. Ricky, you can go to bed. Grandpa, go home. Dad or whatever, go home. Father, I have decided once again to try to honor my son's birthday wishes. Edward, why are you picking on my family? I'm not picking on your family, Kate. Guys, would you still love me if my eyes look like this? trying to do is share a few experiences with you, a few loving memories that I have of my family. Kate, I'm glad you have loving memories. I'm thrilled you have loving memories. But there are only so many loving memories I can take. (laughs) Hey, look, I'm a blonde Mr. T. (laughs) You know what you are? You're jealous. Of what? Of the fact that I really enjoyed my childhood. Why not? You lived on Swan Lake. <laughs> Just a hop, skip, and a soggy from Never Never Lake. <laughs> Foul, unnecessary roughness. <laughs> you just stay out of this, Father. I can't juggle more than two arguments at once. Uh, but I juggle? That's a great bad. idea. Well, I don't like it, I don't understand it, and I'm up to here with it. 
Can't you see how bad I feel when you tear each other apart? not fight for my son's sake for his birthday and everything and I just realized I can't. Boom! Kate comes out of the library. She starts attacking and verbally attacking Edward. Like what is your problem? I tell a few nice stories. Now you're verbally attacking me? Well because I had a good childhood. I just want to share some memories, some ins excuse me, some insight. And he's like, yeah, Kate, that's great that you had such a wonderful childhood. It's like, he is jealous! He is just being hostile because she had such an amazing childhood. It's like, yeah, you grew up on Swan Lake. It's like, <sighs> so Edward is and Kate are now getting into an argument. Grandfather's breaking up. Like, hey, n unnecessary roughness. Kind of like a hockey game. Uh, being the referee here. Ricky is irritated as. He's trying to, like, you know how a kid does when their parents, like, argue? A kid tries to, like, jump in and make, like, hey, look, I'm doing little funny eye. Would you still love me if I had apple eyes? As he holds two apples up to his head. Or he's like, hey, I'm a blonde Mr. T. As he holds up a uh, banana on his head. I'm like, oh, yeah, the mohawk. It's like every kid probably, I mean, I've done that. I couldn't stand fighting when I was growing up. And I would always try to interject with either something funny or like, like, no, hey, why don't you come with me into the other room? Let me show you so Anything to be able to get the fighting to stop. And I see what Ricky's doing here. And he's like, he's like, stop it. And all three of them freeze, turn to look at Ricky. It's like, you couldn't do it, could you? For one night, I just asked for there to be no fighting. And you couldn't even give me that. And Edward goes over to Ricky, puts a hand on either side of Ricky's face, and then hugs him, draws him to him. Kate comes over, and the three of them hug. And then, of course, Grandfather's like, <coughs> and Ricky breaks away from the hug, and then holds out his hand to take Grandfather's hand and kind of pull him in, and all four of them hug. And it's just, it is a sweet and endearing moment. I mean, I guess you could kind of say that kids probably could relate to this on whether it's their parents fighting or their parents fighting with their grandparents and arguing and stuff like that. And at one point, I almost thought Ricky was like, that's it, that's it, I'm going to stay with mom. I can't deal with this anymore, dad, unless you get along with grandfather, then I'm moving back in with mom, and I'll see you on the weekends or the holidays, because I'm not staying here for this. <laughs> well, I sure feel better. Yeah, so do I. Uh, why don't we play a game? Oh, good. Okay? okay. Sure. Uh, let's play a word game. Oh, I love it. I'll start. Okay. All right. 
I, um, my Uncle Dave, he owns a grocery store. And he sells something in it that begins with the letter G. Grapes. Well, nice try, but wrong. Gooseberries. <laughs> Keep guessing. Graham's Graham Cracker Crust. That's a shot, Ed. Oh, come on, Kane, wait a minute. It wasn't not. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Will you stay out of this, Bobby? Why is it every time I start with her? You have to leave me Well, that didn't take very long, did it? <laughs> As Ricky's like, oh, doesn't I feel better? We all had a nice group hug. Let's all sit down and play this game that I just invented. And he puts out the scenario like, okay, it's a store, and they sell an item that starts with a G. Kate's like, oh, I got it. It's grapes. Ricky's like, nope, 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 not, not. Good try, though, Kate. Grandfather's like, um, gooseberries. And Ricky's like, nope. And Edward just, and he is just being a little teasing. He's like, let me guess. Graham's graham cracker crust or something and immediately kate latches onto that like that's a dig or an attack on her she launches into an argument oh, why are you doing this blah, 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 blah. why are you picking on me and 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 edward is like i'm not i'm teasing kate it's just because when after edward said it he was kind of like elbowing ricky like ah, oh, funny huh and then grandfather jumps in edward's like Father, why are you? This is not your business. Stay out of this argument. And Ricky just kind of sits there like, well, <laughs> it was good for about a minute. <laughs> uh. All right. So that was basically the episode. As you heard me throughout this, I really, <laughs> I didn't care for this episode. I was just telling Jeremy when he was calling me, I'm like... I just gotta put this out here. Between Punky Brewster and Silver Spoons, in my heart and my mind, Punky Brewster is, in a words, a better show. As far as... I mean, yes, it's by the same creator, but they're vastly different. Punky Brewster seemed to be more about, like, because it was on at a certain time, so it had to be, you know, learning that you, episodes that you could learn from and lessons and stuff like that. Whereas, Silver Spoons might have a very, like, minimal pinch of episodes. Maybe, like, a serious episode, like, per season. And that's not a knock against the show, but it just seems like Punky Brewster will fill like almost every single episode you are learning or you're getting something out of it. The only thing I think that kids could get from this episode is that they could relate maybe if they have parents that fight or they argue with, you know, the grandparents about stuff. That's really the only thing you're probably going to get here is from, because we didn't get... Did he even get a phone call from his mother saying, Son, happy birthday. I wish I were there to help you celebrate. But then again, I did have you for 12 years. So you have this time with your dad. Granted, this is in the evening. So did he have a party, like, prior to this? Although, he, Kate brought out that cake. So maybe he didn't. Re he, he just had a nice, quiet time. Well, not really quiet because of all this fighting. But just wanted a nice time at home with his family. So, that being said, like I said, I'm going to rate this a 2 out of 5. I I rated Mr. President 2 out of 5, but those were for different reasons. It's just strictly, that was a pure, 
dream sequence fantasy episode that really didn't go anywhere. Um, this reason I'm rating this one, of course, two out of five. The only things I liked, the, uh, Ricky blowing out his birthday candles and Edward's cool lawn fire letters in the grass thing was pretty awesome. And the group hug at the end was cute. Um, just the, the hostility between Edward and, and Grandfather and Kate are just the main reasons why this just, this was all about the fighting. There wasn't, it didn't seem that there wasn't a moment where they weren't making jabs, they were, they were being hostile to each other, and little quips here and there to get their digs in, and it's just, this episode just did not go anywhere. Because, of course, at the very end, again, they're bickering. Kate and Edward and his father. So, didn't get anything from this episode. Uh, Silver Spoonful, I'm just going to say... If it's your kid's birthday, save the bickering for another day. Give your child that day. To be able to have a moment of peace. Or if you can't stand to get along with the other person for the sake of your child, then don't be there. Okay? Just have a separate day with you and your child and your child can go off with the other the other parent or family member and they can have their own day if you cannot stand to be in the room with another person. I know that's all that Ricky really wanted for his birthday, but clearly... This is on the adults, and they gotta work through this crap. There was, um, how old was I? I think it was my 19th birthday, yes. I didn't have a party. It was just, you know, cake and ice cream at my grandpa and grandma's house. Um, my dad was working in the field all day, and my friend Jerry was there. My grandfather, it was after dinner time, and my grandfather had Grandpa had come in from the living room. He had probably been watching, like, Jeopardy or something. He's like, oh, what are we celebrating? And then my dad was in a foul temper when he got to, the, you know, back in from the field. And he and my grandma actually got into an argument. And she turned to him and said, don't you yell at me. And that was the first time that I'd ever seen my grandma get angry with my dad. And that, of course, didn't. I'll always remember that. Gee, this was a sucky birthday. <laughs> it really was not great. And that'll, that'll always be in my mind. But let's talk about the next episode, which will be out probably next Sunday. As you've known, I'm going to be doing two episodes a week to kind of semi-burn through season two, I guess. Um... That way in June, we can hopefully get to season three and then start season four in January. Um, the next episode is season two, episode nine, Sounds of Silence. Ricky is frustrated by his lack of improvement as a musician in the school or orchestra. Is he still playing the bassoon? And after disastrous humiliation at their concert, he turns to Edward for advice on how to reach his goals. So I'm kind of wondering, do we even get to see the disaster of this school orchestra performance? Or do we only hear about it? Just like we only heard about the fact that Ricky had been elected school 
president or whatever because I wanted to see that. And, oh, we get a return of Derek. Great. Maybe he'll make it a little better because <laughs> some of these episodes are not that great. Even going, as I was going through later seasons, I'm like, these are the episodes? What? They're kind of clunky. But whatever, guys. I'll do my best to make it as enjoyable as I possibly can. Whether it's fun little story anecdotes from my childhood or something that relates to the episode, I'll do my best to make it worth listen. That being said, have a great Tuesday afternoon. Bye-bye, everybody.